Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. And good morning, everybody, and happy 4th of July to you. Happy 5th of July Eve. Hope you had a good 3rd of July. Happy Independence Day for everybody and how you may be choosing to celebrate it. Uh, road's very empty this morning. Looks like a lot of people, I mean, it's a federal holiday, so you would have the day off. Not a lot of people at work yesterday. We'll see We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see what the workforce is like tomorrow, because I think once once this day lands on a Tuesday, you think, you know what? Why don't we just take, why don't we just take the week off? Let's do a little New Year's Christmas uh, week kind of thing and just not work for the week. It's the summer. You know, you're going to do something fun maybe tonight anyway. You want to go to work tomorrow, or there'll be people there, and it will just be a very unproductive day. Or in 2023, now it's going to be a remote heavy day. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'll clock in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, send me a send me a email if there's fall asleep, take a nap, that sort of thing. We will see. We are one day closer. It seems so far away, but we are one day closer to the NFL. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. There was an article at NFL.com. There's seven teams that have never had an MVP. So there's a bunch of teams that have never won a Super Bowl. There's a bunch of teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. There's seven teams right now that have never had an MVP. Uh, you know, some of the newer teams, Jacksonville uh, has not yet had one. Houston has not yet had one. So this article at NFL.com goes through some of these scenarios and sees which guy would be the most likely to win an MVP. For the Arizona Cardinals, they've never had one. Kyler Murray had eight games where he was going to be the MVP. Remember that? He was the first half MVP a couple years ago. The Arizona Cardinals have never had one. They haven't had a player finish even in the top five since Carson Palmer in 2015. Their most likely candidate, according to this, is James Conner, the running back. He had 26 touchdowns since 2021 from scrimmage. That's second in the NFL. So it could be him. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have never had one. Maybe Tom Brady could have got it a few years ago, but Rodgers got MVP number four. And their most likely candidate is Mike Evans at wide receiver. We'll scratch those two teams off the list right away. The MVP may never go to a position player again. The NFL MVP is a quarterback award that is that is what happened I don't know like what needs to happen for somebody even these guys that rush for 2,000 yards or or have you know 20 touchdowns 
The last time a non-quarterback won the MVP was 2012 with Adrian Peterson. Uh, what was his year in 2012? He must have had just a monster season. 2012, he had 2,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. All right. Played every game. Averaged six yards a carry. 40 catches as well. And I don't know what the league was in terms of what stats looked like for quarterbacks at the time, but to win an MVP as a position player, you need to have, as a non-quarterback, I should say, you need to have a monster year, and then there has to not be a quarterback eligible. Looking at some of these odds here, the best, like, so, so Patrick Mahomes is 7-1 to one odds to win the MVP. That's pretty good. You, you may win it. He's been it. He may win it again. Joe Burrow. Quarterback on a good team, seven to one, eight to one odds. Josh Allen, same thing, eight to one odds. You get down, you want to look at the first non quarterback that you can get the best odds on or the, the smallest odds on. You're up to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, his odds are anywhere from 125 to one to 150 to one. Tyreek Hill, 150 to one. Jamar Chase, 100 to one. They all they are all right behind a Cooper Cup as well, hundred to one. Justin Jefferson, hundred to one. So there's a few guys there. They're all right behind Baker Mayfield at a hundred to one. Ryan Tannehill at eighty to one. Sam Darnold at a hundred to one. Sam Howell at ninety to one. None of those guys are going to win the MVP. But Sam Howell's odds to win the MVP are just as good as Justin Jefferson's. Sam Darnold's odds are just as good as Christian McCaffrey. Even if you get a little further down on this list, some great players, Jonathan Taylor, Debo Samuel, Micah Parsons. You want to talk about defense now? Micah Parsons, you know who has better odds? They'll never give it to defense again. When was the last defensive player to win an MVP? Uh, Lawrence... Taylor does has anybody even want it? Yeah, Lawrence Taylor in '86. No defender has won the MVP, most valuable player in the NFL. There's defensive player of the year, sure, but to be MVP, that was 40 years ago. Micah Parsons has the highest odds as a defensive player. Uh, that would also be behind Bailey Zappi, who is a backup quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> Jameis Winston. It's more likely Jared Stidham. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's not even playing. And you can get you can get better odds on him than Micah Parsons. He's on the CBS desk. You have better odds to win the MVP as a backup quarterback than you do as a defensive player. So what we're going to do is for these teams that are looking for their first MVP, we are going to eliminate we are going to eliminate the teams that has the uh, non-quarterback as their best option. So Mike Evans, you're out. Baker Mayfield's not going to win it either. Arizona, James Conner, you're out. You're not going to see Kyler Murray win it. He's probably going to miss still a little bit of the season, so so they're out too. So what what team could realistically get their first MVP? Well, there's, there's, there's some good chances here. There's some guys with top five, top ten odds. C.J. Stroud could win the MVP. Uh, J.J. Watt for the Texans did at least get in the top five. He finished runner-up behind Rodgers in 2014, so he came close as a defender. But ultimately, that did go to Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, the Texans could get their first MVP with C.J. Stroud. Now, for him to win an MVP, even with the first year with a bad team, they're gonna have, they'd have to win like eight or nine games. They would have to really go all out and win a, a handful of games, a bunch of games, to get him an MVP award. Odds are pretty long on him. He's kind of right in that mix of the Sam Howells and you know Baker Mayfield. Still a quarterback, but it would be tough for him to get there. Derek Carr? The Saints have never had an MVP. Drew Brees never won an MVP. But the Saints have never won an MVP. The odds on Derek Carr to win an MVP are about 50 to 1. Uh, so maybe there's a situation where the Saints have a good year. That division's kind of rough. A lot of people saying a lot of good things about, about what Bryce Young is doing. Panthers, of course, their MVP was Cam Newton not too far back. But a lot of people think that Bryce Young could have a decent year and then maybe Carolina's better. Tampa, I don't think Tampa's going to be good. I don't know if they want to be good. Baker Mayfield might be a stopgap to get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Not that they're going to outright tank, but I don't know that Baker Mayfield is the long-term answer there in Tampa. And then Atlanta. Atlanta, some people like Atlanta. Some people are kind of into Atlanta. They've got Desmond Ritter under center, but they've got a very strong running game. Tyler Algier last year had a decent second half. Cordell Patterson uh, can be a good weapon, whether it's as a receiver or running back. B. John Robinson, obviously, their draft pick, top 10 guy. So they might be more focused on the run, and Ritter can do a little of both. So maybe the Falcons are a team trying to get better on defense. But the, the, the South should go to the Saints. The South should go to the Saints, and Derek Carr would be the recipient of that. Uh, I I said as soon as Derek Carr signed there that the Saints are going to get a home playoff game because I think that that assures them they're going to win the division and you win the division, you get a home playoff game. I didn't say they're going to be good. I didn't say they're going to win even eight games. I don't know what the South is going to look like. That NFC South, that NFC North, it could be it could be rough. It could be rough to stay claim for worst division. It's almost I would like to find a wager that a division winner will have less than a 500 record. I would I would have hit that for sure. Even in the South, the one good team there is Jacksonville, and if there's any regression, who's going to take the mantle from them? Houston? I don't think so. Indianapolis? Probably not. Tennessee? I don't know what they are. You know, They had a chance to make a Super Bowl a few years ago, blew that lead against the Chiefs, and then now they're just kind of like, hanging on to that moment, or I don't know what they're doing. They keep drafting these quarterbacks that fall. Uh, then Malik Willis is no good. We'll see what Will Levis does. I, I don't know. They're in, a, they're in a weird spot, Tennessee. But could Derek Carr be the first MVP for New Orleans? We will We will find out. I would probably say no on that one. So will there be a team this year that has an MVP for the first time? Aaron Rodgers could be the MVP again. This would be MVP number five. His odds are uh, pretty decent. You could get Aaron Rodgers right now at 14, 15 to 1. I would think if the Jets make the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers has a good year, there will be people that he will kind of get like he will he will get points that are intangible. He will get he will get the I don't want to say the benefit of the doubt, but there'll be more of a bias. There'll be more of an inkling. There'll be more of a desire to give Rodgers the MVP from people. Even though he's already won four, you get this guy, he goes to the Jets, he wins an MVP, he takes the Jets to the playoffs, wins 10 games. If he wins 10 games and throws 35 touchdowns, 
that, that's going to be hard to give it to Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes because we'll say, oh, we've seen them do that. You know, this is Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. This is amazing. So if Aaron Rodgers is a above average year, he doesn't need to be as good as he was when he had the MVP years in Green Bay. He needs to have a, a good year, above average, a good year, not a great year. A good year will get Aaron Rodgers an MVP award. So the Jets may have their guy. The Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, just signed a massive deal. He's 10-1 to 1 odds. They've never had an MVP in Philadelphia. He was the runner-up last season in Mahomes. They could be in line for their first MVP. I still think he could have been the Super Bowl MVP despite losing. Yeah, okay, you give it to Mahomes. But he was the best player in that game. Jalen Hurts was the best player in the Super Bowl. They don't do that. They don't give the MVPs to the losing team. But I, he was the best player in that Super Bowl. So Jalen Hurts could get it. He's at 10-1. to 1. Other teams that have not had an MVP include the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, that would be it. Jacksonville's the other one with Trevor Lawrence. Even if he got a vote, he would be the first Jacksonville player to ever get an MVP vote. There's been there's been nobody in Jacksonville that's ever gotten one. I guess who would it be? Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Mark Brunel, uh, David Garrard. He came off a Pro Bowl year last year, 25 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. He does that again. There will be more eyes on Jacksonville this year. I I actually like Trevor Lawrence's chances at an MVP around 16 to 1. I like those chances. I, I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence, for a number one pick a couple of years ago, he got as little attention as a number one pick I think ever got because it was all about Urban Meyer. And so it didn't matter how bad Jacksonville was. Nobody would ever blame Trevor Lawrence for anything. Not that he deserved any blame, but he went through some rookie, you know, learning curves and stuff. But nobody ever cared because Urban Meyer was such a disaster there that nobody was focused on how the number one overall pick was playing. We focused on Zach Wilson. Oh, my God, this guy stinks. But nobody talked about Trevor Lawrence because of how bad the situation was in Jacksonville. I mean, Urban Meyer's out there kicking his kickers. Yeah, that, that, that's going to get more run than, oh, Trevor Lawrence threw an interception. So there are, you know, we'll find out if a team wins a Super Bowl for the first time that's never won one. Buffalo, Cincinnati, you know, Jacksonville, there's some teams, the the Chargers, there's some teams that could win a Super Bowl this year for the first time ever. There's also a team that could come away with their first MVP ever. But I think you're going to have to look quarterback at that position. There's just no other, no other way, no other position. And the quarterbacks are very, very good. Teams that have not won an MVP, they've got the guys to do it. Jalen Hurts, Eagles, Trevor Lawrence, and we'll see what we'll see with this Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens there in New York. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I'm Bart Winkler. We'll do some buy or sell coming up righter than you here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. He will be back tomorrow. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, let's start it off on the frozen sheet of ice here. The Carolina Hurricanes have been one of the mainstays in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the past five years. Their core is young, hungry, and talented. The Canes are also expected to sign former St. Louis Blue and New York Ranger Vladimir Tarasenko. Buy or sell? The addition of Vladimir Tarasenko will propel the Canes to hoisting the Stanley Cup next season. Oh, I'm going to buy that. I got to buy that for sure. I think what it's going to do is it's not only going to bolster their front line, but it will also like make every other. I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't know hockey. I who is this guy? I'm really sorry. I don't know. <laughs> who is this guy? So Vlad Tarasenko was a mainstay in St. Louis for a long time. <laughs> Won a Stanley Cup with them. Beat the Bruins in uh, 2019, and St. Louis made it very clear at the pretty much in the beginning of the season this past season that they were going to try to you know overhaul the roster and go into a bit of a rebuild and Tarasenko's like all right I did what I can do here I brought a Stanley Cup to St. Louis it's time for me to go got traded to the Rangers and the Rangers used him as a rental for the season obviously that didn't work out because they got knocked out in the first round the Rangers couldn't afford to keep him and now Carolina just got that much scarier if this is actually going to come to fruition it's not official yet but he's leaning that way so would you buy or sell? I would probably go with sell just because they do struggle in the playoffs. But if they do, you know, clean some things up, um, if they add a little bit more firepower, they already have firepower. If they add one more goal score and some defensive reinforcement and their goaltending is a little bit more than serviceable, there's no reason why they can't win at all. But until I see it, I'm going to sell just for now. Man, hockey is such a blind spot to me. And I've talked about this a little bit. Uh, one night, one of the shows I got quizzed on how many players I like, that's not, I don't know. If that, I, I don't, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't, should I, as a sportsman be at least pretending or interested in hockey? It's just, I live in Wisconsin. We don't have a team. I've never needed to care about it. And I, I didn't grow up playing it. I did try. I'll tell you this. I've said this before, but I'll tell you this. 10 years ago is when I tried to get into hockey. Okay. 
because I did a fantasy league and I did everything possible to try to get into it because the bar we went to, me and my buddies, in my single days, we would want to go there and watch the Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee uh, in April. But this bar became a hockey bar. Like all the minor league hockey guys, it was just a hockey bar. And the playoffs were always on. And we'd say, can you turn on the baseball game? And they'd be like, it's April. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's nothing better. He said, okay, okay, okay. So me and my buddy, we went through all the teams to pick a team. We eliminated teams from Canada because America. We eliminated the teams from the South because, come on. And we eliminated, like, rivals to Wisconsin. So Chicago's out. Detroit's out. St. Louis is out. Minnesota's out. We settled on a team that we thought, hey, they had some history a while ago. Uh, the color scheme is is kind of the same. We settled on a team that then made the playoffs that year, have not made the playoffs since the Buffalo Sabres. So I'm tr- I've tried. Tr- we even got center ice one year, man. And that then then just because the team that I like kind of sucks, I don't know. I, I, I it is a blind spot for me. All the all the spot in my brain that could be known for hockey is taken up by soccer and uh, wrestling and the hot dog eating contest. So if you're going to buy it, I'll buy it. How about that? Fair enough. And also, I'll just put it out there, too. Buffalo will make the playoffs next season, but that's beside the point. Let's move oh, on. Oh, we've no- been saying that for a decade, Chris. Now they actually have the star power to do it, but that's oh, beside Oh, we said the- that with Jack Eichel, Chris. This is different now, okay? (laughs) I hope so. We'll move on to number two. The Alabama Crimson Tide are one of the most recognizable brands in college football and in all of sports. 18 national championships, legendary head coaches, an NFL factory, and perhaps the most successful program of all time. However, the Tide have not won a national championship since the 2020 COVID season while losing two games in three out of the last four seasons. Buy or sell. Nick Saban's Alabama dynasty is over. Ah. Uh, see, I want to sell it, but. No, I want to buy it, is what I want to do. I want to buy it, but I'm going to sell. Sell. It is funny kind of watching these coaches like Nick Saban and especially Dabo Sweeney being all upset about the NIL thing when it's helping other schools be able to bring in some big-time talent. It kind of feels over. It kind of feels like him and Bill Belichick, who have been linked together for so long, are experiencing the same things. But Alabama's been in a college football uh, playoff recently. Uh, they've, they've been winning their bowl games. They've been number one at some point in the last couple of seasons. But it's because of the emergence, I think, of Georgia and with this NIL, and LSU seems to be a team that's that's back. It just seems like there's more competition in the SEC alone, and also some of these other programs are getting stronger. In the uh, Big Ten for sure, and USC should have a good year. Alabama's still Alabama, but it does seem like it's trending closer to over. I'm still going to sell because it is Nick Saban. I would just... If I could eliminate one thing from college football, if I could eliminate one thing, it would be Nick Saban arguing that his team should be in the playoff even though they've lost two games. That That's what I would like to eliminate. They've lost two games the last two seasons, as you mentioned. Uh, 
Well, we're Alabama. We're still one of the best teams. I get it that that's the that's the recipe. We're really just picking four teams. The college football playoff has never been a playoff. It's an invitational, and they try to invite the best teams. And sometimes a team is so good and undefeated that we're like, oh, I guess we got to bring TCU. Ah, oh, geez, we got to bring Cincinnati. But they they could bring Alabama, and Alabama might destroy those teams, and they did. But I just hate that he does that every year. I, I mean, I probably would do the same thing. It's it's keeping his team atop the you know hearts and minds. But I just would like to eliminate that. So I will. Is the dynasty over? Nah, I can't quite say it is yet. I will sell that. So. So now moving on from the gridiron to the hardwood. Anthony Edwards inked a five-year max extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves after a season which he averaged 24.6 points per game and played his best basketball of the season when it mattered most. Despite a stacked Western Conference, the T-Wolves have a sneaky good team. Buy or sell, the T-Wolves will be a playoff nightmare and cause damage next season. Uh, I want to buy that too, but I'm going to sell that one also. Sell. I still would like to see them figure out what they're doing with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. They don't need both of those guys. And then Nas Reed, if they were able to swing one of those guys, like if they got Damian Lillard somehow, okay, now we're talking. Anthony Edwards, great guy to build around. Uh, you know, they've, they've got other, like, rotational guys. Yeah, sneaky good is a good way to put it, but... They need to figure out what they're doing at center. And even, even if they are good, the Western Conference is just too good. You know, I was talking about all those teams yesterday. Forgot about the Kings. I think you've got the Kings. I think you've got the Lakers. You've got the Nuggets. You've got so many teams that you have to jump in front of the Suns that it's just going to be too hard for them. They might give somebody some fits in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I can see him having a good regular season and and doing what the Kings did, hosting a playoff series, winning a couple of games, but then ultimately losing the series. I just, man, they they got to find a way to get Lillard. That would be that would be a shakeup. I think if Minnesota could get Lillard or if Philly could get Lillard, if one of those teams, then we'd completely change the the dynamic of what we're talking about. But right now, I will sell them being a playoff nightmare. Number four, Kirk Ferentz's Iowa Hawkeyes had the number two overall defense in the nation in 2022, giving up just a mere 270.8 yards per game and prided themselves on a strong defense and stellar special teams play led by Ray Guy Award winner Tory Taylor. However, the Hawkeyes boasted the second worst offense in the nation with just 251.6 yards per game and averaged 17.7 points per game. Buy or sell. With Brian Ferentz still holding the position of offensive coordinator, the offense will not improve despite a new quarterback and several new skill position players. I will buy that. They're not going to get any better on offense. No, no, no. What's like the most amount of points they put up last year? Um, Oh, they did have that 21. But again, how many of these points are defensive? I have to break that down. They scored 33 points against Northwestern. Last year, that was it? I think 33 against Nevada also. Yeah, they scored 33 and 20. Now I've got all these schedules up. I think they've they've broken 30 points 
five times maybe in the last two years. One of those was against Kent State. One against Maryland. They're no good. Iowa, could you imagine what what like more shocking thing would have to happen in sports if all of a sudden Iowa was a 35-point-a-game school? That's just not what they're built on. That's not what they're up to. And if everything, like they can get in new faces, but that's not Iowa. Iowa's defense, Iowa's big uglies. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell. I don't. Iowa, Iowa shocking me. It would shock me if they were a team that ever even averaged like 28 points a game. You go to Iowa, you expect a 9 6 game. You expect a 10 7 game. No, that, there's, there's going to be. And then if they ever do it, I'll call it a fluke. There's going to be like, need to be years of that. Basically, Kirk Ferentz is going to have to pass the mantle to someone else. I'm going to sell that or buy that. I think they're going to be bad offensively again. Yes. Never forget the 7-3 to game against South Dakota State when, they, when nobody scored a touchdown. We move on. Oh, I'm trying to, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a beautiful nightmare, and it was great, but let's move on to the final one. It's the 4th of July, and it's a day to celebrate America's independence. Barbecues, pool parties, trips to the beach, family gatherings, and a whole lot more is on tap for this special day. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is a 4th of July tradition and is one of as one of the greatest ever, and Joey Chestnut will take the stage. He has only lost once in this event since 2007. Buy or sell, Joey Chestnut will break the world record of 76 hot dogs eaten this year. You know, I read way too much up on this that I'm going to sell that. Sell. Last year, he only had 63. He did break the record two years ago with 76. Year before that, 75, 71, 74. So he was consistently getting 72, 70. So last year was the... What happened in 2015? How did he... Did he not compete in 2015? Matt Stoney won? Did he not compete in 2015? That I'm not sure about. Oh, well, guess what? We're going to find that out. No, Stoney, he competed. Yeah, wow, he got upset. Wow. What happened to Matt Stoney? Is he in this year? I think that he will not break the record. 76, that's a lot of hot dogs. Uh, I know that he consistently has averaged about that, or 72, 73. Look, hey, I, I go with recency bias. I only saw him, Chris, I only saw him guzzle down. 63 last year. That's the image I have burned in my retinas. I don't even know if he cracks 70. I'll take him to win, but I don't know about that world record. That's the breakdown of analysis. I gave I gave you more here on hot dog than I did on hockey, but I have no shame in that. That's buy or sell. Good stuff, Chris. Thank you. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. We will talk some... Uh, we could talk some more hot dog eating contests. I think the women will be eating as we wrap things up here today and also want to talk a little bit more about the NBA and the Golden State Warriors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder. On this 4th of July, the NBA free agency period dominated the weekend, and now we're just kind of waiting for James Harden and Damian Lillard to get traded. Still some signings. The uh, Warriors, hey, the Warriors signed Corey Joseph. Big news there. He will be a new face along with Chris Paul. Draymond Green recently talked about what Chris Paul will bring to Golden State. You're not just dribbling it through me like the Harlem. Exactly. I'm sorry. You got to press up into him. If you let him get comfortable, you lose Mm -hmm. because you're not blocking his shot. He may not even see your contest. I'm crowding him from the time he started running up and down the court. You also get to a certain height where it becomes a disservice in this league. Once you get to this level, you're going to run up against guys who's way stronger, that moves as fast or faster, and they play way lower to the ground. And as you know, low man wins. But I'm going to tell you, what I think separates him him as a rim protector is as elite as we have in the NBA teams are always looking for rim protectors there's someone in the NBA getting paid as a rim protector probably more money than UP which is a lot of money he from France too he is from France (laughs) he gets paid a lot of money that's from the podcast P show look I don't know how this is going to work with Chris Paul to Golden State I know that they needed to move on from Jordan Poole because Draymond punched him in the face, and they never got over that. And also, Jordan Poole, he was not the player that he was a year ago when he got the big contract extension, and it looked like the Warriors were going to... They had this varsity team, they had this JV team, and eventually they'd have to move on from Draymond and Clay and Steph, and then the new era of Wiseman and Kaminga, and uh, Poole could take over, and now we'll see what Kaminga is. Poole's gone, uh, Wiseman's gone, he's in Detroit. So that is over. The two timelines is over. And now Chris Paul's going to come in. Chris Paul and Steph Curry have had some battles, and there's the video where uh, Steve Kerr and Chris Paul are like being friendly, and then, and then they're not. I, he's a championship player, I think, is something that Steve Kerr would say. Steve Kerr lamented that his team did not have enough championship players. We'll give Chris Paul the moniker of a championship player, even though he has not won a championship. And could he with Golden State? I think him coming to this team, not even for some of the extracurricular stuff aside, it's the most interesting place that he could go because the Warriors do have the set way of doing things. He's not as, um, you know, he's not the same kind of player as a Steph or a Clay. Doesn't move with the same movement, but he is going to bring a different dimension. And maybe, like, if I'm Chris Paul, I, 
I embrace like the heel role. I embrace like you know Draymond's already kind of got that heel role and and the attack dog. I do that a little bit if I'm Chris Paul too. I don't try to be Mister Nice Guy. You're already flopping. You're already doing things. I I think Chris Paul is one of the dirtier players in the league. Honestly, I, I you watch this guy up close. He does some things that he would get if his name was Draymond Green doing some of these things. He'd get suspended. But his name's Chris Paul, and we all decide that we like him. Because he's in State Farm commercials or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've never liked my teams playing against him. I always thought that he was, you know, a little bit dirty. I, 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 I can show you. I'll if you, if you want to f- argue me on this, I'll go dig up five plays right now that I can find, and I'll send them to you. That I think, hey, this is not this is not basketball here. And so I've always had that viewpoint of Chris Paul, and I think that if he's on this Warriors team now, if they're trying to win, maybe embrace that a little bit. Maybe. Maybe be like the attack dog. I don't know if they're going to play him off the second unit or how much they're going to play him with Steph and Clay, but it is going to be very interesting. That's why this period is so fun to jersey swap all these guys and to think about the trades and to see these signings is because now we're going to see the styles of how these guys play together. And Chris Paul with the Warriors is going to be very fascinating. There's also there's also the scenario that Chris Paul gets traded. He, he's a, he's a, he's an expendable contract now. He's a tradable contract. He could at some point get, get traded. It could be like when they had D'Angelo Russell. They had D'Angelo Russell, and you're like, well, how's that going to work? How's that going to work in Golden State? And then it did it, and then they traded him and ended up getting Andrew Wiggins out of the deal, and it did work. So that will be interesting to watch. Uh, if, if the Warriors, if it's not working with Chris Paul, he could be somebody that is moved at the trade deadline. We'll we'll find that out uh as we get in, you know through the season. I think it's very interesting. We've seen all the moves over the last couple of days, new faces and new places and guys getting big extensions, whether that's Jeremy Grant or Anthony Edwards. I think it was good of the Timberwolves to lock up Edwards. I still would like to see them kind of figure out a direction at center. Not that they need a center. They've got three centers. You just signed Nas Reed to this big deal. How much is he going to play? 20 minutes a game? You've got Gobert and you've got Carl Anthony Towns. Now, could we see somebody get moved in one of these deals? I don't think Damian Lillard, if I had to say right now where he ends up, I don't think he gets, I don't think he goes to Miami. I know that Miami's going to move heaven and earth to try to make it happen. The best thing they can offer to match salaries is Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is a good player. And if I had a trade where I got Tyler Hero in a couple of seconds and maybe another player, I'd say, all right, I can I can work with this, but not for Damian Lillard. You know, not for Damian Lillard. The problem with these teams when they get to this point when you should have traded your guy two years ago, the problem is they get to a point where not only are they trying to make the best trade for themselves now, but you're also trying to recoup a little bit what you lost. You're trying to recoup what you could have had. So the asking price might be a little higher because you knew and you realize now you should have traded him then. And so you're going to be a little more, uh, you know, tighter on the market and, and maybe more aggressive in trying to get a return back. And he sh- they should get a return back. Damian Lillard can still go somewhere and turn a team into a contender. I just don't know that it ends up being the Miami Heat. It seems too obvious uh, he says it's his only place that he wants to play, but he doesn't have that tight no-trade clause, so they could move him somewhere else. I don't think that Portland needs to do right by Damien in, in terms of, like, we're not going to send you 
you know, to the worst team in the league, but we're going to send you to a place where we can, we can get something in return for you. We can get something of value. You're a coveted piece. You're a coveted player. You can turn a team that's close into a championship contender. You don't just give that away for no, you know, no offense, Tyler Hero and a couple of picks. You gotta, you gotta do better than that. And the GM, I think, if you're Portland, and we rattled through some of the trades earlier, they have not done well in this new era in trading these guys away. They have not gotten a lot of pieces back. The one guy they got back, Jeremy Grant, they like, they like a lot. They gave him a big deal, but a lot of these other guys that they've traded for, they've either traded away already or let walk in free agency or never even suited up for them. Whether it was an injury or they just did not think they were a fit on the team from a Joe Ingles to an Eric Bledsoe or or any of those guys, they've traded for a lot of guys in the last two years that have not made an impact for them. And then when they've trade, traded some of those guys away, it's it's not been any better. So this is a team that needs to kind of start from scratch. They have the third overall pick in Scoot Henderson to do that. I just don't think that with this new era now that they're going to possibly be in, that you don't get the best return for Dame. And is Dame, like, is he not going to play? Because now you've got a report earlier this morning about uh, James Harden. There was a report this morning that James Harden, this is from ESPN, from Woj, uh, from from Woj, and we'll talk some Dame here in a second. Uh, we'll get back to the call. Um, Philadelphia would love to keep James Harden, if possible. They don't. They don't want to get rid of James Harden. So we uh, we may we may see neither of these guys get traded. Let's get out to it's Ramon from Indy. Let's get out to the phones. 855-212-4227. What's up? Hey, how you doing, big guy? Thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate it. It's a touchy situation. I, I, two quick points I want to make here. Number one, James Harden. That's supposed to be Joel and B's team. James Harden's won two games for them in the playoffs. Maxie won another game. If MB can win a game, I know everybody beats up on Harden, but, I mean, he won two games. So, if I'm them, if he can save his energy and win two more games again for them in the playoffs or win a game in these series, it's worth it, but you don't want to give him all that money. Going to Dame Lillard, your comment about they don't ought to do right by him. This is why when – uh, going back to, I was, well, I'm, I mean, I'm almost 60. I go back to when Magic had Paul Westfall fired, got Norm Nixon uh, traded, and got Byron Scott. So this has been going on a while. But the owners and, and, and everybody else can get rid of people when they want to. I don't want to hear people complain about uh, players and trying to dictate stuff. This is what goes on. They'll know they don't deserve to do right by him. They get the best deal. But then when they don't do right, I don't want to hear you guys in the media criticizing players all the time when they choose to because the, the sword cuts both ways. I think Boston's the best deal for him. I think he may be happier and have the best chance in Boston. But let's not criticize players because we see what cut, cuts go on all the time and trades going all the time with management, and uh, a lot of them are bad. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for the call. I think what Damian Lillard needs to do, and maybe, maybe Miami is his preferred destination, but I – Damian Lillard can wind up on a lot of different teams. You say Boston, I mentioned Philly, Minnesota, Clippers, the Spurs. Damian Lillard, there there might be a team out there where he could end up and they win a championship. There there are there are a lot more scenarios other than Miami. 
I don't know. I would like to hear Damian speak on that. I don't know how concrete it is that he would only play for Miami. And we're hearing those reports, but it just seems this whole situation has just seemed like these teams, the team and the player, are going through the motions. They wanted to be loyal to each other, and now they realize it's it's not going to happen. Where do you want to play? I'll play in Miami. I don't, I don't think that Damian Lillard should try to force it there. I think that he can find a place somewhere else where he could win a championship. And I don't even know that they do it in Miami because they've, they've lost a few guys too. They, they're really happy about heat culture and these undrafted guys. Yeah, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess maybe didn't show up in the finals, but they were a part of what got that team to the NBA finals. Just real quickly, back on that report on James Harden, the uh, Daryl Morley, their president, if there's a way, they might try to convince, Woj says this on ESPN, they might try to convince James to stay for one more year. He's opted in, so if they don't trade him, there might be, we still might see James Harden on the Sixers. We could very well see, come October when the season starts again, we could very well see James Harden still a Sixer and Damian Lillard still a Blazer. Until then, guess what's going to take up a lot of oxygen in sports media? These two guys and where they may or may not play. Enjoy your fourth. If you're doing your own fireworks, please be safe. You spent the money on these obnoxious things. Don't rack up that hospital bill. In for Bill Ryder, I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 